Although the characters we discuss are fictional, the challenges people face every day are not. The information we provide in this podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you are struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help. Thanks for listening and welcome to the Jedi Council Podcast, where we explore mental health in your favorite fictional characters. Welcome to the next episode of the Jedi Council Podcast, where we we talk about movies right after we see them. <laughs> this is Brandon Saxton. And Katie Gordon. How are you doing right now, Katie? Well, I, it was really nice to see Black Panther. Yeah. And, you know, I think the last couple weeks we tweeted about this, but our usual... You know, consistent podcasting schedule has been a little off because unfortunately you got sick and then I had some things come up this week. So, but we want to make sure at least get an episode out this week. And it was perfect because we got to see Black Panther and I'm still kind of processing through all the stuff that I saw and thinking about it. But I mean, at a very basic level, I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really, really good. How about you? Same page. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, uh, for a little context, uh, it's Friday. It's 10 p.m. Uh, we just left the theater. We're doing a, a quick reaction podcast, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, I th- think we have every intention of doing a f- more of an analysis episode as well. But for tonight, you just get to hear about our, our kind of yes. gut reactions. We're trying to arrange some guests for that. So we're yeah. kind of working through scheduling and hoping that'll work out. So this one will be a little more informal. Yeah, absolutely. But to kind of mirror your thoughts, I'm on the exact same page. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I thought mm-hmm. it was a, a hit. Um Certainly among my favorite of the Marvel movies, uh, as people who have listened to this podcast know, sometimes I roll my eyes at some parts of Marvel movies, but this one I thought was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I completely enjoyed it. And I think my favorite character, uh, it, so Black Panther was my favorite part of Civil War. So I was really excited to see more of him in this character and get to learn more about the character because Black Panther is a pretty new character for me. But I think my favorite character character actually ended up being his sister in the movie. Super funny. Yeah. Also, like, in charge of all of the tech in Wakanda, which was super cool because of her age. She yes. seemed quite young. Yeah. But just super intelligent. And, like, the scenes... Oh, full spoilers for Black Panther, oh, yeah. this, by the way. Lots of yeah. spoilers. <laughs> the scene in her uh, lab where she's kind of uh, showing Black Panther, like, this suit that she made was super funny. Yeah. Like, like, tricking him into kicking it so he got deflected off. It was stuff. so uh, sibling. You know, like, yeah. even though he's king and he's the older brother and all this stuff. They still had a very playful relationship, and she still seemed like an adolescent. Right? Oh, yeah. She still, I mean, they loved each other, but they also, it was fun to see like a real interaction between siblings of kind of teasing each other. And clearly, I mean, she is key to his operation and, oh, yeah. and to Wakanda, but oh, like, yeah. you know, um, really she's kind of she i think she's trying to like video him but says it's something about her yeah. research but it's really because like you said she's kind of setting him up to get knocked over by the suit yeah. which is really which is really cool so i i thought she she was one of my favorite characters but i liked so many of them oh yeah um you know i was i think that i don't know because it's hard right after i see a movie i'm yeah. always like I'm on the same most page. of her podcast episodes right after seeing a movie we're excited about it's like it's the best it's wonderful and then later i'll kind of think about it a little bit more but i mean i this you know how much i loved wonder woman and love wonder woman and i mean this is up there for me for sure Mm -hmm. without question in terms of 
the storyline, the characters, the acting, the battle scenes, mm-hmm. the um, all the details of the costumes, mm-hmm. of the dialogue. I mean, I just, it was wonderful. I, I am behind, but have been reading um, Ta-Nehisi Coates' run on Black Panther. And I felt like a lot of the movie... It was similar graphically mm-hmm. to the beautiful art in that in that comic run, and kind of want to go back and start at the beginning and read that again. I mean, I, the storyline they're not designed to overlap or anything yeah. like that, but just because it's the same characters and stuff like that, I'm interested in it. So that's kind of my big picture looking at it. Um, a few characters I think would be interesting to go into a little more detail, but anything kind of big picture or summary-wise that would be good to No, I'm kind of on the same page. I know a lot less about Black Panther than you do because I haven't read any of the comics yet. So really my only exposure to him as a character was in Civil War and just some reading that I've done and listening on podcasts. So it was really fun for me as someone who's pretty new to the character to get to see a lot more of Wakanda and stuff. Uh, of just uh, the country and the people and and i really liked like the various tribes that kind of existed and we got to see a lot of the history of like okay how does the how did the black panther come to be and uh how does the succession of like the king go and i thought that was all really cool yeah very specific in terms of their traditions their Mm -hmm. rituals and and their values and how how things are run and um, Laura Martin is the colorist for uh, a lot of the Ta-Nehisi Coates run. Um, and she's one of my favorites. She's done Wonder Woman. She's done a bunch of other stuff and has really bright colors. And I felt like you could see that throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I mentioned before, the music was mm-hmm. very, very good. Kendrick Lamar, who I really like and actually started listening to after a student recommended him, um, wrote original songs for her, But mm-hmm. there's just across it it kind of fits well so because it was a busy week i was kind of sleepy in the beginning it had nothing to do with the movie <laughs> but it's a friday <laughs> i was getting i was getting so i i want to watch it again though i think that um but then by the second half i mean after i had a very large diet dr pepper <laughs> i was i was excited to watch it and kind of see i thought the pacing was very good yeah. i mean it it was just so interesting so um we one of the people that was with us was our friend Zach, and Zach said, like you, he watches um, Cinema Sins, mm-hmm. and that's trained him to notice certain things mm-hmm. and be very aware of them. Were there any things like that that you noticed, just kind of big picture about uh, Black Panther? There, so this, I don't. Zach does listen to our show, so I apologize, Zach, for putting you a little bit on blast. But <laughs> Zach does this quite a bit, and uh, throughout the movie, I could hear him going, but "What?" <laughs> Like, he didn't yeah. make the little like bell noise. He didn't make whatever. the bell noise, which is good because that would have bothered me. <laughs> but uh, well, I've tried to turn that off as much as I can, especially for comic book movies. And this, I only noticed one that was like kind of glaringly obvious. And this is this is in almost every movie. And once you start to notice it, you really notice it. And that was when the uh, at kind of in the final battle when that additional tribe came in who said they weren't going to come. This happens in a lot of movies where. So you, something doesn't actually exist until it's on the screen. So, like, it's it would be tricky for an entire army to sort of walk up unannounced yes. and then join. The same, the, there's another perfect example in one of the trailers beforehand. Anyone who's seen the trailer for the new Jurassic World movie, there's a scene where there's a dinosaur kind of creeping around one of those transportation balls with Chris Pratt, and all of a sudden a T-Rex steps on it and bites it. And it's like, 
No one saw a T Rex yeah. walking up, yeah. but that's just a. It's a, I mean, it's a common movie sort of thing. Yeah. That's the only real one I saw, um, but it it didn't really bother me because I don't know. It's you have to suspend disbelief for, for comic book movies. That's just yeah. part of yeah. the enjoyment. That's but. true. Well, I um, there wasn't anything that kind of stood out to me in in terms of like continuity because that's a lot of time mm-hmm. things that they point out right. They point out yeah. tropes and then right kind of yeah continuity absolutely things. I think one thing about the Marvel movies that I've uh, commented on before is that they often fall into this trap where I'm going, why aren't they calling the Avengers? And yeah. that wasn't a problem in this one, because although like the weapons, uh, the vibranium weapons were going to get out, at that point they weren't really open to letting people know about Wakanda. So there would be no reason for them to be like, no, we need to call the Avengers. It was very much a self-contained story where they were going to deal with that on their own. And presumably maintain the status quo of Wakanda being kind of secret, um, which of course I end up not doing at the end. But that that really pleased me because that's kind of my big gripe with all these superhero movies is once they introduce the teen movies, it often makes little sense to me when they go back to the individual ones with large-scale threats. Yeah, and I I, I like also one thing because I think this movie is going to be an entry point for some people who maybe yeah. aren't usually comic book superhero mm-hmm. movie I think you're right. fans because... Well, it looks already like people are buying a lot of tickets and oh, giving yeah. it rave reviews and things like that. So there might be people who haven't seen every single Marvel movie. I mean, I I have a hard time keeping the universe together, and I've seen most of them, mm-hmm. you know. But I have, I it it's a relief for me to be able to just focus on the characters oh, yeah. that are in there because I feel like it gets hard for me to follow everything. And I like those kind of extended universe things. I mean, honestly, that's one of the reasons I liked Kevin Smith's trilogy because it was this there were these fun connections that you could Mm -hmm. make although it was it was easier to make those connections in his limited world of of mall rats and chasing amy and clerks um than it is i think for just because of the sheer number of marvel movies Mm -hmm. that there have been but so but anyway so it was nice that i could follow i appreciate that and marvel is really good about having jokes right that's one of the things that DC is sometimes criticized, mm-hmm. not by us, of Never. course. Naturally. And Justice League had a number of funny jokes in it. But mm-hmm. we already have an episode on that, so I won't go back to that. But I I don't like when something's so jokey that it takes away from the gravity of a scene. And I didn't feel like it was mm-hmm. that way here. I thought that, I mean, one of the jokes, for example, that I really liked is it's this intense moment and... We have all the names up here because for some reason I don't remember. Everett K. Ross is um, is is kind of I, I guess they're going to seek help from the tribe that didn't band with mm-hmm. the others to form Wakanda, and and he's they're kind of he's talking and I don't know what they call the person who's in charge of it. Uh, no, I don't. Their tribe. But he's the person in charge, and so he starts making a noise that mm-hmm. signifies their tribe and, and is doing that louder and over him and all this stuff. And he says, if you talk again, I'll feed you to my children. It's like this really intense moment. And then he's like, just kidding, we're vegetarian. And I love that. Like that kind of humor to me where it breaks things that are intense. And it is intense because they're trying to figure out how they're going to save Wakanda. Yeah. And yet they are put this in... The other person who I thought was very funny in some of those serious moments was Killmonger. And his story yeah. is so moving mm-hmm. and touching. So the fact that that um, Michael B. Jordan was so good at portraying him 
and throwing in these jokes, you know, like when there's the big reveal, again, a million spoiler alerts, but um, when there's the big reveal that he's actually T'Challa's cousin, he calls T'Challa's mom, he's like, hey, auntie. And I thought that was great because he's saying these like terrifying, scary things about how he's going to take over and use, you know, all of these huge means, which for, I think, a good cause, but he's going to use methods that Mm -hmm. uh, people are concerned about, at least to say. And then he just throws that in there while they're still processing that. Mm -hmm. I personally like that stuff. I've said before, that's part of why I like Buffy and Winona Earp, because they have these intense moments, but there are also some moments of levity, because to me, I think that mirrors life in a lot of ways and shows kind of the human way of coping, even in tough situations. Yeah, I agree completely. I think... Uh, for reference, I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Thor Ragnarok had maybe p- parts that joked in series parts that took away from the yeah. gravity of the situations, but this movie had a perfect balance, in my opinion. And yeah. I liked Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and Thor Ragnarok a lot, but I thought the balance was just right in this one. Thor especially is like one I would watch if I'm just in like a pure laughing mood yeah. or something like that, which I, I thought it was good for that, but it was very comedic. Yeah, I don't think there are any serious parts in that. Even the most serious parts are more epic with like the, yeah. the, uh, the songs kind of queuing up, but there's no like tense. No, parts. this had some real deep stuff in it and i think one of the characters again (laughs) they're all so good and and well acted but um killmonger's character is so tragic Mm -hmm. and so basically they show him as a little boy and his dad is a spy right and he's Mm -hmm. the t'challa's uncle and the king comes and he kills his brother um, for being a spy, right? And correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, because this is the part where I was pre-caffeinated. Particularly for uh, betraying Wakanda in his duties as a spy. And so it's an act of protecting Wakanda, and that's his motivation. But T'Challa is devastated when he finds out. Yeah. And then even more devastated to find out that he not only killed his brother, but then he left Eric Killmonger by himself, a little mm-hmm. boy there all alone, didn't bring him back home because he decided that was too much of a risk. And that's a theme is like mm-hmm. they've been able to maintain all of this beauty and innovation mm-hmm. in Wakanda because they've been protected and they're hiding. Mm-hmm. But it leaves them making morally very challenging yeah. choices. And I think we see that again, that idea of loyalty to Wakanda versus loyalty to the king, mm-hmm. um, particularly in, just had, uh, in Ayo, is that how I think her so. name is? Um, when actually later on Killmonger, so he right goes on to, they said he went to MIT. And yep, like the, for grad school, yeah. becomes a, uh, joins the military mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and his idea is, Okay, well, I, his dad left him a key to get into Wakanda, and he's going to say, let's use all of our resources to help out everyone, but his methods are, again, not particularly peaceful. Mm-hmm. And so, like, even though they fear what he's trying to do, and he's ruthless about it, I mean, he try, he thinks he's killed T'Challa, he's mm-hmm. thrown him and challenged him, it's he has a higher purpose for it, which is to kind of show other people in the world what Wakanda is about and Mm -hmm. to help people who are facing oppression overcome it. And so I find that incredibly 
sympathetic, even as he is, you know, we think T'Challa is dying, even while he's murdering T'Challa, who is clearly like, he's the hero of the story. And so to me, that's so tragic. And you can even see T'Challa has sympathy for him. But again, he has this choice, well, to protect Wakanda, he's got to take over again. Mm -hmm. So, so anyway, I, I feel like that to me was so sad it was terribly sad and and he you know served the united states in the military and yeah. did all of these things mm-hmm. and kind of acquired the skills and training to be able to later then improve the world in his vision right yeah, absolutely so one of my favorite parts about Killmonger as a character which you've already hinted at pretty heavily is uh like in wakanda everything is pretty formal and they very yeah. like follow the traditions and but it was kind of interesting to see like the uh like when he said, "Oh, hey, Auntie," and stuff yeah, like that. Like yeah. he 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 didn't speak with that formality, so it was kind of funny. Just uh, I thought it was interesting to kind of see him inject himself into that. And uh, then he destroys their ritual herbs. Right. You know, yeah, he's yeah. like, "That's not how we're doing things mm. anymore." Yeah, not great. And then, oh gosh, at the end, it was so sad when you know T'Challa and he are fighting, which is visually so interesting because mm-hmm. they're both in their Black Panther suits and. That's incredible to watch. And, you know, you think for a moment, I know I was hoping that T'Challa, you know, he basically fatally wounds Killmonger and says, maybe we can still heal you. And he says, why? Mm-hmm. To lo- You know, you're going to lock me up. I would rather be dead. And he has this moving t- thing talking about throw my body in the ocean along with the other people who would rather be dead than be in bondage. And... Oh my gosh, that really, where they're working, I mean, it's clearly a fictional world, but they're working in Mm nonfiction, important history. And it's so separate from the experience that T'Challa has. And he carries him out to show him Wakanda because he, because Killmonger said, you know, his dad promised to show it to him. What a fairy tale that was to believe. Anyway, that, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it was really good. Um. That that part was really meaningful, I thought. Mm-hmm. And then also, I thought that the uh, the first post credit scene, uh, I thought that was really good too. Um, there's a lot of stuff going on in our real life yeah. uh, world and country right now, and that uh, speech that T'Challa gave, <laughs> that felt like it was uh, not for the movie. Almost, I thought. Yeah, about like being it, connected it, mm, and building bridges. Whew, I thought that was really good. Yeah, I thought that. Was I could listen to that over and over. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's and that's that's what I like. The movie is not. It, it's got the comic book features. It's got the fantastical elements, but it links to these mm-hmm. issues. I mean, they talk. I remember if we were talking about this on this on our recording or before we recorded, but they talk about, um, for example, refugees. Right? They have mm-hmm. um, concerns because I think it's talking to Nakia. Right, and she's yeah. ta- and he, and um, she goes on these missions, and I think she's in Nigeria yes. towards the beginning. And she and T'Challa were dating, and then broke up. And and Nakia's, am I saying that name right? Uh, I think I I think you're saying it right, but I'm wondering if we have the wrong character. You, I might be wrong. Oops, I clicked on the wrong people. Nope, you had it right. Okay, sorry, I had <laughs> That's it wrong. That's okay. So, she, and she people. says, "Well, what well, we can we can help them by taking them in as refugees into Wakanda." 
and there's discussion about well then that's that's going to be a problem basically yeah. threatens our existence and we've only survived by having this very specific protected mm-hmm. situation and those themes are touched on and Killmonger I feel like he brings that non-fictional significant element mm-hmm. into it right because he's entering their world with what he's learned and what he's experienced and so this isn't a villain without redeeming features quite the contrary you see someone who could have so talented who could have done so much under different circumstances Mm -hmm. and to see t'challa be angry with his father who he loves so much but feels he made a mistake and then i think to honor killmonger he he basically changes the way they do things he has to be a king the way that he's the king and like you said, he breaks down the barriers and mm-hmm. is connected with the larger world. Yeah, it's interesting to kind of see T'Challa evolve throughout the movie. Yeah. Because at first, uh, when he has his first run-in with uh, Andy Serkis' uh, character, Claw. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's just going to kill him. Yeah. Uh, right there yeah. on the street. And then, uh, you know, the people who are with him are like, whoa, like, no, you're not going to do that. The world's watching right now. Yep. And I think that was the beginning and then that evolution kind of comes, I think, full circle with Killmonger when, uh, you know, fighting him and, and, and trying to defend Wakanda. He does strike him a killing blow, but then, like you said, he offers to heal him, takes him up uh, so he can see the sunset and kind of and see Wakanda like uh, like his dad had told him he would. So And Killmonger's not going to, he's not going to give up, right? So it doesn't right. seem, he's not saying like, on second thought, let's work together. Like mm-hmm. it does seem like T'Challa has this horrible choice to make. Otherwise, right. it's he's not he's not. Otherwise, they lose the mm-hmm. country he loves. You know? Yeah, yeah. I really like that. That's a, that was a, a really cool character development. I thought it was. Well, the relationships between a lot of the people and the friendships and the family members, I think, is great, and it shows the kind of extended family that seems like part of the culture of Wakanda and. Mm-hmm and how connected they are. And I think that that's, you know, especially in points of tension, it's difficult. So when, after Killmonger is in charge, because they think T'Challa is dead, kind of mentioned this before, but Io's kind of like makes a choice, like I'm going to continue to stay loyal to Wakanda. And her husband, partner, I don't know if they're married. I th- they, they were involved romantically, I think. Yeah, they call each other my love, so... Yeah. Reading in between yeah. no lines, because that's clear, they're connected. He's kind of on board with Killmonger, right? He's, yep. that What he's saying appeals to him, and so he turns their uh, army? Yeah, he, he's sort of in charge of, like, the rhino army, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, the rhino one's pretty cool. So And, and turns them against T'Challa. Is like, no, we're on Killmonger's side, whereas Io is taking the... I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but the Dormalahe... Who are incredible. I've only read it from the company. They sure. say it a few times in the movie, but mm. I'm not sure if I quite caught it. And is like, okay, well, T'Challa didn't die, so Killmonger didn't win the challenge, so we're after Killmonger now. Yep. And and then there's this tense scene, basically, where um, her love is mm-hmm. riding on the rhino and, and going after um to continue attack, and she stands in front, and then the yeah. rhino licks her, which was very cute. Yeah. <laughs> and so... I think it, it plays with those boundaries of loyalty to, to country, um, loyalty to loved ones, um, 
choosing what's right when it's not clear. Uh, I think there's a lot of that as a theme in the movie from mm-hmm. T'Challa's dad throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he directly tells him, like, you're going to have a tough time being king because yeah. you're a good person. Yeah. And it's hard for good people to be the king. And, uh, yeah, that's true. Like, we see that right off the bat. So, yeah, just uh, watching him learn how to, to deal with that and then learn uh, that he needs to be the king of Wakanda in the way that he needs to do it. Yeah. Right, in a more globally connected way and opening, what does he call it, outreach or... Yeah, he it has a social outreach component, I think, and then... And there's a scientific science tech part. He goes back part. to Oakland, yeah. where Killmonger basically was growing up, and they're connecting with the young kids there. And it, it, you're right that to see T'Challa grow into that role, figure out what his values are, have more confidence in his decisions. I mean, it's significant that he's parting ways with his dad. I mean, his mm-hmm. dad, when he's coming out of the coma, is even kind of like, come be with me now. Yeah. He's like, no, I got to go back and take care of Wakanda, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm going to do things differently. And that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What a good movie. I It was great. I will be very happy to see it again. And if you're listening to this, be interested to hear what you all think. And we'll be back. Anything else that we should mention? No, that's all I've got. Are we missing I, I, anything big? I like it a lot. I might be missing something big because I'm, I'm still, still processing yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, you know, I think these are initial impressions. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, we'll return to it. But um, in the meantime, in short, um, go see it. Yeah, for all, for sure. A few times. And people applauded at the end of the movie. Yeah. Which I've heard about happening in other cities. People, I haven't seen that much in, in, in I Fargo. I don't know if I've ever seen Me either. Movie and we've been at Star Wars and Wonder Woman and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, I was clearly clapping very loud and doing backflips after Wonder yeah. Woman because I was thrilled. But I was only one. Right. No, everyone in the yeah. theater clapped. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is so great. Yeah. You know? oh, and I sure. think that's part of it too is that people were so excited to be there and it's very meaningful because then when T'Challa, like you said in the speech, is talking about how much we need each other and need to be connected and to have this shared experience is just very touching. Can I say one more thing? Please do. About the second post-credit yes. post-credit scene? Yeah. What did you think of that one? Was that the one with... Were there three total? There were two. Total. Okay, then yes. I know which one I'm talking about. Yeah. I was worried that I was nope. blending up okay. with um, Bucky. Yeah. Okay, this is the kind of thing where I don't fully get it. So can you tell me more? So, basically what had happened in the end of Civil War is because Bucky's mind can be so easily manipulated by that code through Hydra, they just like froze him and sent him to Wakanda. Oh. But now we see that he's not frozen in Wakanda. Okay, because I had completely forgotten that key element. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's cute that the kids are kind of going in there and like laughing at him, yeah. but I didn't get it. So that's... So that's intriguing. Mm-hmm. I also think Buggy Barnes is one of the most boring characters in the whole <laughs> Marvel film franchise, but that's just me. Well, when he first showed up, I'm like, who is that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, he's vaguely familiar, yeah. but... I think the, the... Maybe I'm reading too far into it, but I think he's been unfrozen for a while because his hair is significantly longer. Oh, yeah. Which would suggest that maybe he's, you know, just been cruising around doing whatever. Good Whatever point. you do in 
Wakanda, I guess. I, mean. I don't know. Have little kids go into yeah, a tent and laugh at you. What they call them, the white wolf white or something? White wolf, yeah, which was cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, we know that both uh, Black Panther and Bucky Barnes are in uh, the Infinity War film. So yes. we know that they'll be coming. Which I'm excited about. Like I said, I always feel like I... This, but this might be partially me. If I know there's stuff to know and connections to know in the broader universe, like I feel like I want to know them all. Yeah. Whereas if I just was like, whatever, I'm just going to watch and enjoy it. Right. Then I then I probably wouldn't be as big of a thing. Mm-hmm. So I guess it depends too. Sometimes they make a lot of like inside jokes, or you need prior knowledge. Whereas other times it's like I'm probably missing stuff that's not yeah. that significant. I think Infinity War is going to probably require the most prior knowledge of any Marvel film because it's like literally every character. I better start studying movie. now. Yep. <laughs> yep. They should make a cheat sheet to give people with their ticket. Um, <laughs> well, you know, it, so not completely related, but I, um, The Wire, which you know is one of my mm-hmm. uh, favorite shows, and the first season, there are a lot of characters and they introduce new people. And it was at first it was a little hard for me to keep track of everyone. And... Then I got the second season, and the box had all of the characters and boxes with their nice. names. And I was like, this must have been a common issue. Yeah. So it helped a lot. And they have some that go from season to season, but they also have, like, a new cast of many oh, characters okay. in the different seasons. So maybe I can make a similar map, or I yeah. can just go and be clueless. Whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, you'll know Black Panther. Yeah. You'll, you'll right I'll just be watching out for him. I feel like I'm fairly up-to-date on Thor. Some of the other ones... Iron Man, I feel pretty in touch with his character. Yeah, I mean, we know <laughs> what he's Spider-Man, going to do. Yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. going to uh, be funny and wear what is probably really what I consider weird sunglasses, but are probably <laughs> just super fashionable, and, and then get super serious. And then my prediction is die. I think that he'll die. Oh wow! Way. Yeah, that's just me though. You heard it here first. Yep. Well, on the probably record. not. <laughs> well, you heard it. I heard it here <laughs> first. Maybe I'm projecting onto everyone theory. else. But, See, uh, that's what I mean. Now, if we're talking about some obscure thing related to Silent Bob, right? that's my area of expertise. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of demand for that these days. <laughs> It'll come back. Kevin's cruising for his next big hit, I think. You know, I feel like I keep... I think because he gets these things and then they sometimes he ends up on other pathways and yeah. so it's it's hard to know. Um, but the podcast is consistently good. Yeah, as you I know. like it. Yeah. I'm excited for Moose Jaws. Yes. <laughs> I mean, this is yes. getting off the, off yeah. the rails now. But, <laughs> now, you're but, ju- uh, now listeners are just hearing us chat. And, yep. and kind of Well, without the, the regularly scheduled podcast time. Okay, well, anything else we missed? Not that we can't talk about nope. it another time. I mean... Beautiful, great music, yep. great acting, fight scenes, incredible. I mean, you know, the Amazon scenes of Wonder Woman come to mind for how amazing they are um, in terms of this being as yeah. amazing, too, in terms of that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think without a doubt, it gets the very coveted Jedi Council seal of approval. It does. Yeah. It's up there. Which we we give to every movie because... <laughs> Well, we probably wouldn't go see it if we didn't like it that much. So. Still, but there have been some TV shows, which we don't need to name, yeah. that have not gotten the Jedi Council Ugh. seal of approval. So. Otherwise, I'll be in the slump for a I don't want to take away your your post-Black um, Panther joy. All right. Well, everyone, hope you are having a wonderful week. And we look forward to throwing more episodes your way. We've got a lot of ideas. We've got a lot. It's... It's coming up. It's waiting. It's going to be 
in in your ears. Soon. <laughs> or, I mean, that's yeah, yeah. That's true. I'm turning off the podcast now because I'm rambling. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll hear you'll hear from us. <laughs> Hi, everyone. We were just closing out the podcast and i realized hey, i hey. made an error and by realize i mean brandon pointed it out but was kind enough not to do it while we're recording <laughs> so i use the word ao because the pictures on imdb.com yes i'm not above blaming them they're mm-hmm. group pictures so i didn't know Thanks, which I'm character DB. they were yeah i know come on More like internet movie dummies <laughs> base <laughs> I, I thought the dummies captured both letters. <laughs> well, database is one word, and why oh, they yeah. have two letters See, anyway? Oh yeah, it's a more evidence case. for uh, this for this hypothesis. Anyway, so I use the wrong name because they have a group of photos, and um, it has multiple people in them. So how am I to correctly identify the character? So I meant to say Okoye. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but I want to at least use the right name because her character is like really cool. So she's anyway. the best fighter in Wakanda. Yes. they directly say that. Yeah, she's the greatest warrior, yeah. right? Yeah, Super exactly. Awesome. They need her. They're like, we can't even, we can't even like defeat Killmonger without you. But mm-hmm. that's when her loyalty is doing. So she's incredible, and then she saves the day at the end because she changes like her husband's like the army basically mm-hmm. is back to T'Challa's side because of her intervention. Mm-hmm. So so if you were listening thinking, wow, another error that Katie's made. Classic. <laughs> Classic. Can't wait to see the apology tweet. I thought we'd just go ahead and add it to the end of this episode. So there you go. There you go. I'm turning off the podcast again. Okay. See you see you in a second if we find another mistake. <laughs> Otherwise see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Jedi Council Podcast, a member of the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. You can find more information about our podcast or blog at www.jedi-council.com. If you would like to support the Jedi Council Podcast, please check out our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Jedi Council. The views expressed on this podcast are our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of our employers. Additionally, This podcast is for entertainment and informational purposes only and should not be used in place of advice from a mental health or medical professional. If you're struggling with mental health issues, please seek professional help.